talking about practice. Welcome to Hero Ball, the podcast exploring the multiverse of sports and entertainment. My name's Carter Smith, and with me, as always, is Eeny Meeny Miny Darren Caldwell. Yo, Mo, <laughs> and Tom Jones. What's up, Tom? It's not unusual. Not unusual. <laughs> Welcome back. Is that the first time you've heard that? Welcome back. It has to be. It is. Um, Wikipedia tells me that Tom Jones is a famous singer. From the 60s, late 50s and 60s. That's an imposter. I've never heard of him until just now when I looked it up on my phone. <laughs> yeah, do you, I mean, do you even know what that reference is? Like, there's a song. Uh, oh, you know. Uh, I know. What are you talking about? The song, you know, it's not unusual. Mm-mm. Is it by, like, Cardi B? Uh, maybe. But I think I think it's a cover of, of a guy. I think, I think it was Tom Jones who sang that one. Like, that's his name? His stage name. Well, it's... Yeah, Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Thomas Jones. Thomas Jones. So, real talk. <laughs> the, the famous Welsh singer who drove all the ladies wild. Who makes all the women... No, I can't say that. So, real talk. That Tom was a Park, Jones. Parks and Rec reference right there. <laughs> Tom Jones, the singer... Awesome cameo in Mars Attacks. Oh, yeah. No, he's, oh, it's not yes. a cameo. He's no, like yeah. a main character. Oh, absolutely. I think he punches out an alien, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, it is great. And isn't his song the main song yes. that defeats the alien? No, no, that's no. not the main Carlton song. But, song that I'm thinking. No, no. Because no. the main song. song is some like 40s or 50s country singer mm-hmm. who, who has this high-pitched kind of yodel that the grandma yeah, listens yodeler. to. But, the, but It's Not Unusual is in there. At the very end, he's like standing there looking out over like a decimated Las Vegas and there's just dead aliens and he's just standing there and then the starts and he just starts like dancing and moving and then the credits roll. It's, it's perfect. I thought that ending. movie was bonkers when it came out and I was like, what's this trash? Like this isn't going to do anything. That's a fantastic movie. It's a great it's movie. It's so underrated. It's, it's hilarious. So and guess what? It is based on a 1940s comic strip. Right. So we can officially... Put that on our it list fits. of one of our. Uh, it's based on a comic, and I think they had collector cards of these, uh, hmm. you know, aliens and all that. But it's based on that, so we'll add it to our list of uh, uh, when we get doing some of our movie comic book movies. This, hero uh, reviews. yeah, that calls for a special app. Yeah, a Mars Attack Mars special app. I mean, that's got a ton of. Like that high cast profile is, actors. Oh yeah, so you got Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. uh, who's Marty McFly. What's that guy? Michael J. Michael Fox. J. Fox. Yep. Martin Short. Uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Um, oh, Jack man. Black is in it. Yep. Um, wow. Who's Glenn, the Glenn Close? Glenn Close. Who's the boxer? How did all oh, of that's these... uh, 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 Brown? Uh, Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Yeah. It's got football a, player. Um, yeah, football Natalie player, Portman yeah. is the yeah, daughter. Yeah, is the daughter. Yeah. Wow, that's like an all-star cast. Oh, and yeah. What is... There's got to be someone I'm forgetting. Like, it's just a campy it's, movie. Oh, a great yeah. campy movie, but... Oh, it's awesome. Intentionally campy movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love 
the alien heads popping in the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just when, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not violent or anything. It, it's just funny. They did well, a great job with the it. The experiments where they take the chihuahua's body and put Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker's head on yes. it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is Which Tim, is what everybody wanted to do. Is right. Tim Robbins in that? Who's the president? No, that's Jack Nicholson. That's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. He also plays the eccentric uh, casino. Yes, like he's he plays totally two roles. oblivious. Like, he's trying to pitch his casino. He's, like, wearing the cowboy hat, and he's pitching his casino, like, literally while the Vegas is just yeah. Yeah. crumbling. And oh, it's so funny. Good stuff. Mars Attacks. What year was that? 97, something like that? 96? Yeah, it was my 90s. Like Boys, how was your... Uh, I mean, we recorded on Thanksgiving, but how was the remainder of your Thanksgiving? Well, yeah, I mean, we got to talk post-Thanksgiving. Post-Thanksgiving um, talk, yeah. I mean, Friday was leftover day. It's fantastic. I still have turkey leftover in my fridge. Nice. I probably just throw it away. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. You can't add enough mayo to it to make it palatable right now. So I've I've heard my uh, my sister and her family they take the turkey and then make shepherd's pie out of it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's all it's good for now is a casserole type filling. Yeah, yeah. Which don't don't underestimate the casserole. What was your favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving? I mean, we got to go back to the tapioca pudding. That was fa- that was pretty good. Like a frog eye salad, or just like no, no, no. some type of tapioca? straight tapioca pudding. That's, nice. That's tasty. Tapioca yep. is kind of underrated. It is. It's way underrated. Good. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's that. I'm trying to think now. Um, the, the bourbon was good. Mm-hmm. The bourbon that I brought. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, we talked about this uh, in the up before, but. Uh, I love, my mom uh, makes this super, like, tons of extra, like, butter and sugar, sweet potatoes with a candy, mm. like, coating. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Mm-hmm. It sounds delicious. We had smoked turkey this year. There is empirical evidence that turkey preparation ranks go smoked, fried, and then baked. In that order. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, a smoked turkey is so good. A turkey is a hard tur- bird to cook. You got white meat, you got dark meat, it has to cook at different times. Mm, smoked turkey is so delicious. Fried turkey's close second. It's not far behind. You ever had fried turkey? Yeah. Whew. That is good. You had it, Carter? I have not. Yeah, you go. So we, you go we just up. went with the uh, the classics. I mean, we mm-hmm. got we had a baked turkey, so we're yeah. We're on the, You're peasants. It's yeah, all right, though. Yeah, Step exactly. your game up. But no, classics were all tasty, all of it combined. Mm. I just get, I try to like get a piece of everything in one bite. Like that's every sure. bite is just a little bit of this, like a, a Mexican all dish on one big old fork, ah, shoveled in, and a big old bite of the roll. Delicious. So and that was good. Watch watch football. Yeah, there's some good games Watched on too. The Lions get a lead and then lose that lead. I think isn't that what happened? Or did I can't remember? I don't know. I think well yeah. they lost, but <laughs> it was I think good they football had, on that they, day. Yeah, it was good and good football, good mm-hmm. relaxation, good food, chilled out. It was a good day. I made some eggnog. Tried it out. It was delicious. Homemade eggnog. Yeah, yeah homemade. Homemade. It was so good. It turned out perfect. It was so yummy. That's dope because I had homemade um, eggnog from some kid I didn't know. 
Uh, it was a friend of a friend, and we went to his house. And then you from, strange was from Colorado? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, it was just a w- weird story, but this kid was, we showed up, and this kid was like, oh, I just made some eggnog. Tried it. It was the worst thing I've ever had. Like, but, like, I didn't know this kid, so I didn't want to be like, yo, I'm not going to drink this. But I just didn't drink it. I just n- didn't touch it again. They're like, I'm, I'm nursing it. Yeah. I just so drank some dog grab before I came over. Yeah. yeah. So that's my only experience with Egg homemade. allergy, man. Egg allergy. Yeah. It was terrible, but yours probably is good. It was because good. Because I know you. And you know me. you're not some sketchy kid that I don't know that. Mm. He well, looked like he didn't know what eggnog was. So. It was good, man. And you pour yourself a little. Like after Thanksgiving the last week, we just finished it yesterday. Uh, pour yourself a little cup and Levi would drink it with me. Um, my middle child. And we put a little nutmeg and a little bit of cinnamon on top of a cup he loved it he would ask for the spices nice and even when i wasn't there he would he would tell my wife like daddy uses the, the small spice and the big one the big one's cinnamon and i don't know what the small <laughs> one is <but. laughs> that's awesome we you know. we do have the eggnog at our house though now uh but we go with the just the uh, store-bought again yeah, again no. peasants do you go <laughs> do you go like we just go, basic brand, you Southern Comfort. We go style. Southern Comfort. So yeah. I mean, you're still living pretty high if you're okay. living, if you're going Southern Comfort. I love the thickness. That stuff yeah, is right. like you you chew it yeah. and it's awesome. It goes like Southern Comfort, Meadow Gold, mm-hmm. Walmart brand. I actually right. looked or at the Winder back. if you're local. Yeah, Winder. Winder. Winder's got some good stuff. Eggnog. Yeah, they do dope everything, man. Ooh, I used to work there. <laughs> Free Glooped everything while I worked. <laughs> <laughs> And you, you still, like, are super scrawny. That's I mean, true. And you know what's funny is uh, the, my peak weight, the heaviest I've ever been, was when I worked there. So I'd drink milk my whole right. shift and lift huge crates of yeah. milk and all sorts of stuff, <laughs> like loading trucks. And so you were like the 60s commercial. You're like Chris, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, right. what do you, I, what's I, your I, exercise? Whole milk in boxes, man. That's all I do. <laughs> I work hard. So... But yeah, I like eggnog because it's that bridge between the Thanksgiving and the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. We got all our Christmas stuff up, got the lights on the house, got the tree up. Kids love it. Got the nativity scene that's been passed down for generations and it's now in my hands up. And my kids have just taken notice of it. So now it'll be interesting to see who who that goes to down the line. Good stuff, which, man. which one of you kids is going to disappoint me the least? That's yeah. right. Well, it's actually funny. This thing which one of you is going to break it as a child? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And thus prove well, yourself unworthy of inheriting it. Right now, it's like Thor's hammer. Right now, Wesley, who's almost two, he just wants to grab all the pieces. Oh, he just yeah. looks at it's it and baby and wants to. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hez, he likes to look at it and kind of just like, it's kind mm-hmm. of like. But. Typically, so this thing's been passed down. It's this ugly, ugly old nativity from I don't even know how long. So it's probably it's, cool as it's probably as like heck. it's yeah. awesome, <laughs> like the old wood, right? It's old wood. It's real mm-hmm. wood oh. with with like the I don't know if they're ceramic or or gl- glass or what. I'm not sure exactly what they are, but um, the figures, you know. But anyway, it's been passed down from like great greats to the great to the cool. grandma to my mom it's actually always been passed down to the girls but since my mom didn't have a girl i loved this thing i would help her every year set it up and so she gave it to me and then now since we're expecting a girl i'm like well maybe it'll go mm, yeah maybe go back, back down to the girl that's uh, that's know. some breaking podcast news right there i mean oh, we all true. knew but 
now it's, but the now it's all in the open. That's true. That's true. I mean, thank people you, as you. far mm. flung as Bangladesh and North Ogden. <laughs> no. From Bangladesh to Barstow. <laughs> From Provo to where? Peru. Peru, yeah. They just. <laughs> Terrible alliteration in that. Ad. I hate it. So anyway, uh, I love the eggnog. I love <laughs> the season in Bangladesh. I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love the bridge into Christmas. Loving it. Yeah. Y'all doing any any Advent stuff? No. With the fans? No, nothing yet. I may squeeze something in real quick. I've done the last couple of years, but I've never been able to get a lot of momentum going with that. I've never been able to find something that's yeah good that I enjoy that works. I mean, my kids so, sit with I, rapt attention sure. and just stare at me in awe mm-hmm. as I read story after story after story. Teach us about, about thy Savior, Father. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the same thing with us. <laughs> wow. We've just never quite, like, we've tried. We've got, like, the, the calendar and all the yeah. different, you know, but we... It just, I don't know, we haven't ever gotten yeah. it rolling. I, think, but I, I didn't grow up doing it, so it's kind of like one of those where I have to, like, push into a new tradition or exactly anything, which is hard to do That's it is hard. like focus on all your other things and yeah you almost oh yeah all i wanted to do that my other things kinda, <laughs> right yeah like yeah, these exactly. are things that come easy that that like you say you've grown up with they're easy to do you they were done to you by your parents so you know how to do them but yeah the advent thing is the same thing where i i want to be able to do it but i haven't found anything that i like yet the the only thing I ever remember about that from my childhood was when we got the calendar that would have pieces of chocolate behind each of the days and be like, I don't care about whatever it is that's supposed to mean. And I'm pretty sure, right. like, maybe we started off talking about, like, what each day, like, oh, and this means this, and this is this, and we're going to talk about this today. And then, like, within about four days, it was like, here's your chocolate, go get out of my, <laughs> get out of my face. And you got 15 <laughs> days till Christmas. <laughs> Uh, as a kid, actually, we did for school. We would make just like a chain, a paper chain, um, interlinked chain out red, of with paper. red and green paper. Yeah, and every day you just rip one off as you got closer. Last year we did a, a Lego uh, advent calendar with the kids, but this year we, had, we ain't got nothing. So, what is for Christmas for Christmas wish list as a kid? What was the like? biggest thing that you ever asked for or like most outrageous thing that you oh, can remember most outrageous oh, i don't know man. about that i don't know i i mean i got plenty of bikes and we got segas and all that good I stuff i got a lot of cool gifts that i can remember but i mm-hmm. honestly don't remember ever really asking for anything like we never really I remember like once or twice cuz like sitting on like santa's lap but even then i think i kind of was just like uh, like in the Christmas movie right. where you're just kind of like, uh, I don't know, a, a foot? football. How about a nice a football? football? You know, it's not like yeah. I just can't remember asking. No, no not a football. Yeah, Santa or my parents for you know, I, maybe I did, but I just can't think of yeah. anything. But I remember getting some sweet gifts. Yeah, things like that. You remember any of those kind of things, Tom? I typically got the big thing that I asked for from either my parents or my my grandparents my nana and papa because we were their only grandkids Mm. so we got kind of spoiled because they had nobody else to spend their money on so if i asked for something large i would typically get it you know yeah so but i mean large would be like a basketball hoop an expensive ninja turtle play set 
something like that. And we're talking '90s Ninja Turtles, right? Not whatever crap it is they're mm-hmm. they're showing now. Yeah, because the '90s Ninja Turtles and the '90s GI Joes, for that matter, are the only ones that need or should or ever existed. Right. Yeah, I had a sewer scene that oh, was like the street nice. up top and the sewer where they lived down below, and there was a grate. Yep. And you could take some ooze and pour it down the grate, you know, and it'd like take five minutes to drip out of the Dude, Play-Doh I rem- cup. I remember, uh, I remember that and from the commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like a, a manhole cover that was essentially a slide down, and you could like put them down there, and they slide down the bottom. Nice. It was a cool set. Pretty we big. A- In my memory, it was feels like it was probably like four feet long. Oh yeah, but huge. It was probably like two and a half feet. Yeah, right. yeah. We had a ninja tur- like the van. And I, oh, yeah. if I remember right, it like opened up and in, it was like a scene inside of some sort. I think I don't it was, know. A, it was a, almost like April's news. I was going right? to say it was, yeah, it was April's news. Well, there was but also I feel the, like the, the battle was, van thing that they, that they had that shot out sewer covers. I can't remember. Manhole covers? One. Yeah. Woo. From my memory. From I'll have to ask my brother. From my memory, maybe it was a dream. Maybe I didn't even have it. I don't mm. know. But. From my memory, you opened it up, and I want to say it was like the, a pizza shop or something like that. I don't know if that sounds that familiar. That seems vaguely familiar. So, I don't know. I'd have to look up, probably YouTube, the old commercials. you probably find it. But anyway, yeah, Ninja Turtles, dope. Hmm. I think one year, like most outrageous thing I think I ever asked for, that I can remember. I think one year I asked for a bazooka. Whoa. <laughs> like, a, like a Nerf bazooka. No, no, I wanted a real bazooka. <laughs> When I was like six or something like that, because it's just like bazooka. Sure, that's, a, that's the biggest, coolest weapon ever. That's what I want. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Yeah, I would want a grenade launcher because it it just sounds like I think on Goldeneye you could have a grenade launcher. Grenade launcher in the archives. Yes, oh, that's gosh, that's the, that's most the best weapon. I remember you could just shoot from afar, just lob. I had a, a friend and I. We we were at the both ends of the long hall in the archives. No sniping just launching, just launching <laughs> grenades towards each other, and we couldn't quite hit each other. We had the yeah, best time right. just trying to, and then running out, getting ammo, and launching them again. Or you're playing in the paintball mode, and you're just spray painting. Oh, that we yeah. always paintball mode. A lot of times single kill mode um, and we would always do archives with proximity mines or grenade launchers. But do you have that game, Carter? I do. Why don't... I think, just, we, you know, I think we've, we've talked had this conversation. Let's just go to your house and play some Goldeneye. Yeah. We definitely talked Goldeneye. Oh my gosh, that'd be so yeah, much fun. Yeah, we need to do... So we need to do an app where we're playing That's Goldeneye. live streaming our... Well, it wouldn't be live streaming. <laughs> that would be a blast <laughs> to play some Goldeneye. Record our... <laughs> uh, yeah. We recorded our draft and if there's anyone out there that listened to that... Yeah. Then I think. Listen, podcasting is the height of arrogance. <laughs> because you want to listen to me do ordinary yeah, things. Like I just assume <laughs> that all of you listening right now really want to listen to me. I mean, we like our text thread, so why not record it? I love listening to me. That's literally how this started. <laughs> we had a text thread for years. For that years. we joked about being our podcast, yeah. our fake podcast, and, and then one day it was like, "Let's actually do this." Yeah, he's like, is... "Hey, do you have GarageBand?" <laughs> <laughs> this can't be hard, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, four episodes in, we four or five, we we finally get microphones. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> can Speaking I ta- of, uh, can I talk about Lion King really quick before Go we ahead. get into content? Yeah. I do feel the necessity talking about listeners. 
to give a shout out to Norm. That's true. Good we got it. We got it. Uh, we got some feedback, Norm. I apologize. We got to apologize. You are a diehard, and we appreciate you. That's right. No we've slander been, intended. We've been giving all the love to Curtis, and Norm is yeah getting and, a little. And I would I like to point it. out for Norm's benefit. That Barney is the person in last in the in the fantasy football league, and as we're talking well, about bas- heat checks, basketball, fantasy basketball, and Norm did trade me Tobias Harris for Lamarcus Aldridge, and I really appreciate that. Okay, That's- you know what? I rescind. I rescind my apology, hey, Norm. Lamarcus Aldridge <laughs> is just fine. There's nothing wrong with L.A. But uh, speaking of heat checks in fantasy basketball, yeah, how do you? How do you lose four points <laughs> in one day when one of your main players goes off for 29, 17, and 15? That sounds dope. Who was that? Right. That was Russ. Trey Young. I had all of, most of my guys had solid nights, and I lose four points. You know who else lost points that night? I don't know. Nobody. Nobody. I'm the only one who lost points. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. What the heck? I think we're tied. confused. I was 43.5, I think, today. Yeah, that's kind of what I was. Uh, but. Still so confused on how these points were Bro, because I had the same thing. I think I sent it in a text. Said, "Yo, uh, D'Angelo Russell or whoever it was, he just went off last night, and yet I like lost a point. Like I, I don't know. I don't. Get I, how. I understand the point structure. Like I get how they do it, but it's frustrating because <laughs> you like we like I told you today. You can have every single player play." Like me, it's not about and how lose many four points. Play. That's what I meant. I've only got I like said. two players playing well, because tonight. Only, That's what so. I said though. It doesn't matter how many you have playing. Only not half counting. of the stats are totals stats. The other half of the stats are things like uh, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, right. etc. Right. And so you could have one guy playing or no guys playing, and actually not lose any ground. Yeah. If you happen to hit the stats you needed to hit just to stay. What I want to know is if I have a guy play and he hits 0% for the free throw, meaning he doesn't take a free throw, does that count against me? Because I worry about that. Because it doesn't put a hyphen up there, it puts 0.00, which is different than a hyphen. Anyways, we shouldn't get too far Mm. into the weeds about about this, but we did want to say thank you, Norm, for listening every week well, and playing in our fantasy basketball and for being a good friend and for coming over to my house and checking out my bugs. I can uh, yeah, I can get behind that. I don't appreciate you trading the leader of the league, Tobias Harris. And I have been waffling but on other a trade that, offer for you for the past yeah, like 36 hours. You don't bro. text me last night and say, <laughs> and dude, this morning. Check, your, check the app this morning. There's going to be a trade offer. I just got to work it out and put it together. And... <laughs> Still nothing. Still just waiting. It's Come hard, on, man. man. Like, Come on. I've I've had the guys there and go, I can't pull the trigger on it. If he accepts <laughs> it, then I lose my guy. And I really like my guy. I I mean, like, I, I traded uh, I traded with Carter. Yeah, yeah. We, we met. I like that trade. It's I still like for it. me. I, uh, it's Julius tough, Julius Randall for... Uh, for Miles Turner. Yeah. And Turner, because I needed blocks. You, you got skunked in that one, bro. Turner, Turner sucks. But he gets like oh, he, three it, to five blocks yeah, I was a game. Say, yeah. where, where the need was, he's yeah. been. That's what I'm always last in blocks. End, so he's like that was a good trade for me. Eleven points a game. Well, because I had Randall and Miritich both playing power forward mm. for the same team. Yeah. I, I needed, needed someone one. else. That's true. I needed another That's power true. forward because I'm pretty solid at center. Because I picked up Vukovic or whatever Vucevic oh. as oh. as a free agent. How? Because I was like, I need a center. 
And I looked, I'm like, okay, he's doing decent. And then yeah. he exploded and is currently like the best center in the league. You know who I picked up as a free agent There's center? Some dope free agent centers out there. And it's Cantor. really on though, right? Not now. Oh, I've dropped him. Okay, yeah. So like, I just checked today. Yeah, he's yeah, out there. I, I dropped him else. for Robert Covington because I needed steals and okay. blocks. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that was right place, right time. I was like, oh, but even in, in the moment, I didn't realize. No, you didn't think he was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I was like, well, he'll, he'll be a body pro. to put. To put to get some rebounds. Yeah, I mean seriously, if Orlando finishes with like forty five plus wins, he's a dark horse MVP candidate. Mm, Dark, dark, dark horse. Very dark horse, (laughs) but he's definitely a most improved player. Yeah, and probably an all star in the East. East. Easy for sure. I mean, probably taking Gordon Hayward's spot. That's a, I mean, that spot's on lock though. That spot's on lock. He'll get voted in by the Boston stands. I don't yeah. even think they... I think they would rather vote in Jason Tatum than Gordon Hayward. That's true. Speaking of Gordon Hayward and, like, old people, I know we're not on the NBA yet, but I just wanted to throw out... Bro, we haven't even gotten to Burns yet. Kawhi Leonard's new shoe deal. That's a oh. burn. That's oh. a burn. Yeah, that's a burn. Let's, let's get it. You mean a heat check? Yeah, heat check. Let's go. Dude, you don't even know, like, the topics of our own show? I, I just showed up. It's my yeah. first time, bro. <laughs> Yeah, but we said that to you last time because you called a lot of that's that, right. heat, heat thought or Is something that a heat like waffle? that. Yeah, yeah. So New Balance mm. signs Kawhi Leonard, and that, like you said, that's the hottest. Is the most Kawhi Leonard thing. Yeah. So I, I have to I mean, say, it really is like I just heard about New like New Balance came up in a podcast I was listening to. Yeah. About women's running shoes. So I mean, if you look on their Instagram account, it's. It's actually pretty like hip, right? Um, Is it? But it's what's hip? Like check it, check that out on your IG. You the got only IG. NBA player out. that I know of that's played in. In these uh, shoes is Matt Bonner, a <laughs> white guy who plays on the Spurs. Right. Yes. No, the um, Red Mamba. The Red Mamba. No, no, no. no that's uh, that's Brian Scalabrini. Yeah, Scalabrini. Apologies, yeah, yeah. Scalabrini. Um, you no, you're right. He had a deal, but. So New Balance, I guess, is just trying to kind of come into a new age well, they and, and try Gordon to be hip. Well, it's like, well, oh that my gosh, sense. that would have been yeah. perfect too. Yeah. But it's I mean, Daddy's still... always happy in New Balance shoes. <laughs> and I guess That's right. so <laughs> comfy for when I'm pushing my kid in his stroller and playing my vid- my Vigi games. Yeah. I think that uh, Kawhi and MJ kind of split amicably. I think with all the mess. I don't think Jumpman wanted to resign him. So usually in these deals, you get ten the existing um, contract contractor. So Nike, Jump, uh, Jumpman, Air, Air Jordan, they usually have ten days to decide whether or not they want to match whatever deal you signed. So, but every indication is that yeah, they had Nike's, no indication. Nike to wants him. to let him go, right? Because of the whole dust up. Like he's a great player. There's nothing outside of what happened last year. Uh, to make them want to separate. I don't know that, that he's a super marketable player no, outside not. of what he does on the court. If like, you could, Donovan get, Mitchell that's right. could get an Adidas deal mm-hmm. because he's Donovan Mitchell on the court and off the court. Yeah. In fact, he's almost better off the court right now, and that's saying something. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard he, is... He was dope in that Brooklyn game, though, in the second half. Kawhi yeah. Leonard is yeah. vanilla and boring. Well, he's awkward. Boring. He's straight awkward once he's he gets really off the court. Awkward. Yeah, that laugh. During <laughs> yeah, he's not an off. It haunts me for the rest of my career. Yeah, he's not an off the court marketable personality. That's a really good point, Darren. Yeah. No, he's I not. Mean, the, the, yeah, 
Speaking of Donnie's shoes, you see those Marty McFlys? Dude. Oh, those, Adidas no. Next Level? Those were... I want those. <laughs> those were so what were they called? sweet. They're called the Next Level, but right. the E's are threes, so I don't know. They were lay like down, a, they lay were down like a, a description. They were like a slip-on they're, So they're, they're the shoe. first laceless basketball shoe, and oh, they are about shin high. Yeah. On the front. On the front. That's right. And they're just... The most futuristic looking, and Donovan Mitchell in the picture uh, when he went to the Brooklyn for, oh, was, for the the launch of it, good. he looked dope. But the, he had these really interesting colors. His shoe was kind of like some pastel colors. Yeah, yeah. Like the inside of an right oyster. now the on the on the Adidas site the, because I I looked them up because I wanted to buy a pair. To be honest <laughs> with you. But they, they're only offering them in black right now. They're only offered for one day, December first, for twenty four hours. But they're only offered in black, and I'm like, no. man, I want the ones he's wearing. Yeah, you know, you know where they, you know where they black. got that marketing strategy? No, Tom Haverford. <laughs> yeah, because he wanted to own a nightclub that was open called Eclipse. Eclipse open for one day of the year. Yeah, that's right. For a couple of hours on that day. <laughs> I like that. That's dope. But the ones Donnie Boy was wearing, that would be a sweet idea though. They looked like Marty McFly's. Yeah, they did. Shoes oh, yeah. from Back to the Very Future colorful. Part Two. Colorful. They look like they just like will like. They look like they're a smartphone, probably. That's what I was gonna say. Imagine <laughs> you imagine your iPhone uh, like four years ago, and Apple updated it, and all of a sudden it looked like a Skittle screen on there, where you're able to see uh, through to like your apps in the background. Mm-hmm. And mm. I, yeah, remember, I remember that? that? It's like that. So the people literally is, called it the Skittle screen too. Yeah, yeah. I, like usually when I remember when baseball back in like the '90s or early 2000s, they always like we're gonna do future night. And they come up with the most garish, disgusting, horrible, like, if this is what the future is, let's, who cares about climate change? Ruin it now. It's right. kind of like <laughs> what they wear in uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yes. When it shows the future. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but these shoes, when we say they're from the future, we mean they're, they're like from a cool future. Right. They're, they're, this is not cheesy, weird. They're weird. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, what? on earth and then like zoom in on that thing it's like they're pretty dope yeah that's way and the fact that you said they're a basketball shoe that's laceless yeah that's pretty cool because that's that means they got some kind of futuristic air cushioning tightening technology yeah, or something some brand new they probably have, like, they probably can tighten on your phone <laughs> that, no that's what i mean they're probably like somehow linked to i mean we're just throwing stuff out there adidas if, if i was gonna wanna, that's what know. i'd be doing maybe throw maybe, some samples yeah. so we can you know review them on air right yeah yeah, yeah. Hit us up, Adidas. Yeah, we're culture makers future, over here. That is exactly what the I don't know if it was the CEO or the marketing director, whoever called Donnie Boy though the future of Adidas basketball shoes. So the 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 Spider Ones are probably coming at some point. Oh yeah. How how insane is it that the future of a fairly big I'd say Adidas is probably what two or three. Sure. I mean, they're at least, I mean, top five, but I, I think they're, they're, I mean, it's Nike and then maybe Under Armour because of Steph. Right. Yeah. And, but Adidas has got to be right there. Reebok's out of the picture since Alan Iverson was out of the picture. Right. So. What about Ruse? Anyone still wearing those? No. How about Pumas, man? They're making their out. <laughs> they're trying to. They're trying. Just like New Balance. Yeah. But one of the top, probably top three basketball shoe makers Saying that a Utah Jazz player whoop, whoop. is the future of their shoe of their shoes, that's crazy. 
that a jazz player would get that kind of attention. Especially when you've got Damian Lillard signed. Right. I mean, and I'm saying I know they're probably putting a lot of chips in his basket as well. Or well, they're, the that's what I'm probably saying. The future, yeah. Lillard's their present. Sure. Well, and that's the thing. Maybe Lillard. I think, I think Mitchell. When I think of Adidas basketball shoes right now, I go immediately to the Dames. Right. And so, like you Dude, said, I that's, wear the Dames every day. Yeah, that's true. Yours are sweet too. I yeah. like those. You're a daily Dame wear. You know what's dope about the Dame fours is that if you go onto Adidas's site. And you go to the customizing. They're the only basketball shoe you can customize. Really? Yep. Yeah, see, I buy mine when they're, like, cheap. So I, I, I don't customize. I just mean it's cool. You can That's put all the cool. colors and just the, yeah. Anyway. I heard uh, Steph Curry's shoes, you can do that, too. Actually. Right. Yeah. Well, which is. They're for girls. Well, now. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah that's, now available for girls. They yeah. just mislabeled them. Is that what they're saying? That, that, that's that was what the letter. he said in his letter. He said oh, that, which okay. of course he's getting that from them, that the boy label was in fact mislabeled. They're not just for boys, they're for youth feet. Mm. So I thought that was pretty cool what Steph Curry did. Oh, yeah, if you're absolutely. not familiar with it, he got yeah, a letter I, I from, a, so. from a, a fifth grader, I think, a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Nine like or ten years old. old. But yeah, fifth grader, right. Yeah, and she uh, she wanted to buy some, some curries. She thought For they Christmas. were cool. And looked on the site, and they only had boys, not girls. She wrote him a letter, and Steph Curry responded. He's like, yeah, we're going to change that, and you're going to get some free shoes, and you're going to be like the first kid to get the Curry 5s yep. when those come out. And, and so bringing I, the family out to a game, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought awesome. that was, a, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. they're changing on the website right now. That's one of those things, like with uh, with Steph Curry. Like, I hate the Warriors. I do not hate Steph Curry. No, I don't hate Steph. I hate him when he plays he, against me. He gets me. a little cocky. Sometimes, he gets annoying. Like, but, yeah. but, but but that's not any because if it's my guy, I'm hooting and hollering. It's pumping me up. So like, right. he can't necessarily get. I don't know. But I don't. I don't, I don't hate him the way I hate like Durant or Draymond. That's what I was gonna say. Even if Durant was my guy, I was like, no, I don't like him. Trade him for some other all star. Right. I don't want him. I think I feel about Curry the same way I feel about LeBron, which actually speaks a lot to Curry's greatness. Is that with LeBron, I'm like, I don't. Whatever you are, I respect you because you are like goat one or goat two, you know, and and Curry is the goat shooter. You know, he's right. amazing. And there's just something about the way he plays, the just ballsiness and right. fearlessness to pull up from 30 with two guys on you because you're feeling it and make it. I respect that. That's cool. Yeah. So you can shimmy after you do something <laughs> like that because it's legitimately great. And yeah, yeah it's, it's, you know, kind of proud and whatever. But And if I were an NBA player of any level of success, I would probably be probably most people's most hated player because i probably just gloat and all i want to be is and look at the crowd and yeah i all i want is a swaggy p meme after me <laughs> i want to shoot a three and be so confident in my success i yeah, turn around right. and walk away as that yeah. thing rims out mm-hmm. <laughs> I, have you seen the one though where uh clay thompson does that when steph shoots have no. you seen that? Uh-uh. So Steph shoots, Clay Thompson just walks away, turns around with his arms up with the threes, and Steph actually missed. And then the, the rebound, like, I don't know if it hits him in the back, but it comes to where because oh. because Clay had turned around, he didn't get the it's just yeah. it's kinda funny. What a dummy. Yeah. But Please really come to Utah, it's just Clay. like 
it's like, well, he just shot it. It's probably, it's probably going in. So, anywho, um, I think at some point you had mentioned, I don't know, was Lion it like King. Lion? Before we get into Lion King. Oh. We'll talk about Lion King. <laughs> Before, this is still intro, guys. It's still <laughs> intro. We, we haven't even gotten <laughs> no, to No, this ain't. This is, we're on it, yeah. We're rolling, dogs. <laughs> Dare, Daredevil's canceled. Netflix and Marvel really? have can, canceled now. Daredevil, Jessica really? Jones, Luke Cage. Daredevil? Yeah. Daredevil was because actually, that was like really successful, yeah. I thought. Canceled. You can check the Twitter. It's canceled. They um, they're getting out of the Marvel game. They're getting out of the Marvel, the Disney game is what's going on. So yeah. like my the Netflix because but Disney got their wasn't own thing coming or what? Disney my, had a contract. They weren't canceling that. See, my assumption though is that they're doing it just to get out to reboot it. Oh, so Netflix the, canceled it, not Mar- not Disney. Right. You know no, you'll have to kind of read it. I think Disney's been saying over and over, like, no, like those we've signed a deal. They're still right. in production. We're doing that. But Netflix is Netflix the one who canceled going, the Defenders nah. and Iron Fist and all those that yeah. came before. Um, the ones that weren't doing so good because, well, they nobody were. actually knows how good anything on no. Netflix does. Right. But um, everybody, those are the ones it that were felt doing. like they weren't doing yeah. well. I never watched them. And I like Arrow and Flash, but I had no interest right. in watching those ones. Yeah. And I think that it was maybe more of a mutual, we're... We'll get we'll give up these. We don't because you know we don't want to spend the money on these when you're just going to go and right take them and do your own anyway, thing. Yeah, and I think that's probably Netflix's approach is going. I don't care how successful these are, you guys are going to start your own thing. It's only fair that we just don't do business anymore. But here's the point I want to bring up. So Vincent D'Onofrio plays uh, Kingpin. Now I haven't watched the show, but I've seen clips of him acting, and the dude's always a fantastic actor. Dude, that's Edgar. Yep, Men in Black. Yeah, from Men in Black. Yeah, yeah that's the Edgar suit. For, He's for so good. Like, these clips <laughs> I've seen from uh, Daredevil are amazing. So, somebody asked him on Twitter recently. They said, what other, what other uh, Marvel character would you like to play? And he said, none. If I had an opportunity, I would jump over to DC and play Lex. Whoa. And I was like, yes. He would be dope as Lex Luthor. I'm on it. Kick out the other dude who you have. I hate him anyways. That's the point, though. You're supposed to hate. I like Jesse Eisenberg. No, no. I hate him because he's terrible. I don't hate him because he's Lex Luthor. I don't think that Jesse Eisenberg is a a terrible Lex Luthor. I can't watch Facebook be Lex Luthor, dude. It doesn't work. (laughs) No, that's exactly why it works. Mark Zuckerberg is basically (laughs) Lex (laughs) Luthor. A good actor (laughs) be the villain Lex Luthor. So, So good. So I understand when people don't like... Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. I, I really do. Because, Just watch Zombieland. Because He's it's a not a, um, a take on the character that's ever been seen on the big screen or or the small screen. So that version that is actually very comic booky in some of the newer runs especially he's more of like a millennial looking mm-hmm. entrepreneurial right. you know and there's even some of the runs where he's got the long hair and he's kind of just this bratty rich kid but that's a fairly new take on it but it is it is a take that's been out there but it's never been seen by a wide public so it's kind of shocking when you're used to like a Gene Hackman Give me Gene or Hackman a, all day you know what I mean like the no, kind man, of the Smallville classic Lex Luthor 
Don't know anything about him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched that when I was young. I don't like the long hair, red wig, orange wig that he wears. Well, I don't he's like bald his bald now, so you don't have to worry about it that. It all looks ugly. It all looks bad. I just don't <laughs> like the character at all. Like, I do not like his interpretation of him. That's fair enough. At all. Well, like I said, I can understand But the character that. I love. Like, Lex Luthor is a great character. I don't, like, it's just his interpretation of him See, just does I, not go over for me. I couldn't, I, Vincent D'Onofrio does not come off to me as a as a Luthor type. Oh, I get I, the appeal. I'm scared of him already. Yeah, but because he'd be coming off as an Italian mob boss, not as a mm. super rich mastermind. Well, and he the thing also, off. you gotta... Maybe he could. He's a good actor, but... He's a good you actor. You gotta realize with Lex Luthor, he's got a public persona that's the people trust. Yeah. People don't realize he's this evil dude and so that's the kind of what i liked about or what i can like about the jesse eisenberg take is that he is just looked at like as a young entrepreneurial that took his dad's company and right success the people don't know that he's actually this lunatic that's pulling these strings and doing all this unique character for that but and so actor i mean like to your point that's how i feel with someone like uh vincent d'onofrio right like He's already scary and intimidating, which Lex Luthor to the public isn't. So, yeah, and, and not saying he couldn't sense. do that because he's yeah. a good actor. Oh, yeah. But plus, I just think the comparisons would be too like. Well, he's already played a evil, bald villain for Marvel, so I, you know, I don't know. I just think that can, so where I think the acting and the actor would be like, oh yeah, I'd give him a shot. I just don't know if I like it right off the top of my head, but hmm. huh? Interesting. There you though. go. All right. Luthor. We can go back to Wakanda. Talk about the Lion King. So, yeah. I, <laughs> you, speaking King. of Disney, right? Lion King? They're yeah, making man. like a, a another animated Lion King. <laughs> no, it's a CGI, live action, computer generated. Exactly King. Oh. like the original <laughs> Lion so, King. So, Disney and Pixar, they're teaming up for a So there are real <laughs> actors and actresses wearing suits like Beyonce, Knowles, Carter is uh, really walking around in a suit and Jonathan Taylor Thomas is in a Simba suit and it's live no, action. that's Childish man. Gambino is the new yeah, Simba. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Glover's walking around in a Simba suit because it's live action. They got people in it. Right, they're wearing masks and prosthetics, right? right. It's like, imagine... It's like the Broadway show. Come um, to the Broadway life. show, exactly. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin saw that. She said it was awesome. It That's what I've heard. Awesome. It's I've the longest running it. Broadway show like ever, like third longest running or something. I was just reading about. Well, that. what is it, Darren? The longest or the third longest? I think it's the third longest running and the most profitable. There you go. I can see that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. most profitable over Hamilton or Cats? Because Cats has ran for a long time. Yeah, Greece, Lion King has run longer than Rent? the other feline. Wow. Cats. Cats. Interesting. So, Disney is all about reboots right now. They're rebooting all of their classic uh, cartoons. They've already done uh, Beauty, and, Beauty the and the Beast. Jungle Book. They've done Jungle Book. Multiple they're, times. They're, yeah, there's a Mowgli in theaters literally right now. That's not Disney. No. That's like its own. It's more based off the book. That's off of Rudyard Kipling. Yeah. You know, you know what the Jungle Book is for Disney? It's what Hulk is to Marvel. Because you had the Hulk, or Hulk, with uh, Eric Bana. Yeah, the Ang Lee version. The Ang Lee version that was basically a CSI procedural 
turned into a superhero movie and it was I, horrible. I never saw it. In fact, I think CSI was better. Like, I just watched it at my in-laws house a while ago with my wife and and seriously, a good portion of the movie is dedicated to split-screen cut shots of people doing stuff in petri dishes. You're about Hulk. Hulk. That's the one that they filmed uh like to look like a comic book, right? Mm-hmm. With like well, panels. Basically, I guess that's what they were trying to do. That's what they were trying to do. It just comes off as absolutely horrible TV. Right. Yeah. And and then Marvel says, okay, we're tired of people screwing up our stuff. And they actually show up and do a better Marvel. And I feel like, or a better Hulk. And so I feel like that's what the Jungle Book is. They're like, oh, let's do a live action. Oh, that one kind of kind of bombed. Hey, let's do another live action. Let's just do a Jungle Book again. Yeah. I don't know. So they've done, they're working on Aladdin, and yep. then they just released the trailer for The Lion King. Oh, and Dumbo. They're doing Dumbo, too. Dumbo. Yep. <laughs> nice. So <laughs> they're doing Dumbo, too. We talked about... I do that at least twice a day with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about Dumbo. Lion King. Trailer drops on Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. What do you guys think? Second most... A uh, downloaded trailer in a 24-hour period behind only Avengers: Infinity War. Infinity War. That's right. Uh, I all the jokes about live action and whatnot aside, it looks good. I like it. It looks the same as lo- 1994. Yeah, the trailer is a shot-for-shot remake of yeah. the original one. Sound which I, for sound, word for word. Which, listen, you would think because they literally are just rebooting it. Why? It's not a different story. So I, I, I get that the story is the same. Um, and for nostalgia's sake, they're just using the same trailer, which, fine, yeah, I don't care, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, people have done, like, a side-by-side. But there's yeah. some, like, little differences, like uh, Rafiki is uh, now right-handed instead of left-handed. <laughs> and he uses a root uses instead a of a coconut. Root instead of a gourd. Yeah. yeah. Little ju- Who cares? Yeah. I All think- I know is, as I, I was reading an article, there's, there's no way that Queen Bay is only going to have, like, three lines. Who does she play in it? Nala. No, Nala's got a bigger role in the movie, doesn't she? Yeah, like even she in the well, No, there's like there's a song where she gets like two or three lines in it, like the I'm gonna uh, I can't yeah, wait to be king or whatever. Oh, no. No. The songs, yeah, you don't hire you don't, you don't hire just to do a voice. Yeah. Right. So the one thing that I'm disappointed in is that Jeremy Irons has the greatest uh, like scar. Jeremy Irons has the best voice for Scar, and I just the fact that they didn't even approach him to see if he was even interested. Like they got Darth Vader to come back. Mm-hmm. What, what's his name? James Earl Jones. Jones. Yeah, James Earl Jones. He's the only one who's coming back, which is okay because they probably want to sure separate you don't it. Choke on your aspirations. Are you Russian? (laughs) Are you an electrocon? What was that? So, so, (laughs) was that you, James? So, so, you come. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't get why they're like, okay, we want to have some separation, so we're not going to have any of the same actors back, except for you, yeah, except for the most iconic. Yeah, ones. the most iconic, but except for they didn't even add, like. Did Jeremy they, Irons' they, scar is like cl- iconic. It's great. Yeah, it's so good. Who's who's doing it instead? It's the guy from 
I can't remember his name. He's from 12 Years a Slave. That's what I recognize mm-hmm. him yeah. from. So Yeah, he's got a... And, and he might be great. I don't know. I Jeffrey just Rush. Think, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Johnny Depp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's in things. He's got he's the pirate stuff. He's in things, yeah. So, I don't know. I just... I'm like, man, that's so strange to me. Jeremy Did, Irons Was rules. Jonathan but he's Taylor Alfred, Thomas even called? So, whatever. Is, does Jonathan Taylor Thomas still exist? No. Uh, well, yes, but not in Hollywood. You know who's been surfacing lately? I've seen him on like talk shows and stuff. Macaulay Culkin. He has. Like, yeah. What are you doing? He's coming what? back wow. out, man. Yeah. yeah. He's not hiding in the shadows but, anymore. But like, he's not out to pitch anything. He's no. not, like, I'm not. I'm, I'm in a movie or anything. He's just like, no, I'm just out here to like remind people that I I didn't actually die. Right. And, like I didn't actually <laughs> yeah. like go crazy. Like I'm still just it's like doing Levine, my thing. Man. I went to school. Yeah. He's just there hanging out. Yeah, yeah I'm, int- I'm looking into doing some directing and blah, blah, blah. Like, he was on Jimmy Fallon, and he, he was on Ellen. He's just, like... Wow. Keeps showing up all over. It's so crazy that his his name... Like, how many child actors... Like, Corey Feldman couldn't call up Ellen and be like, Hey, can I just come and talk? Like, who's, who's taking that call? But Macaulay Culkin can say, Hey, I don't really want to pitch anything, but I kind of want to start show? getting back into the public eye. Like, uh... Can I come on your show? Yeah, and I'd watch that interview. Yeah. But like if, uh, say, Mary-Kate and Ashley, because they're kind of equivalent, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't care to see what they're up to at all. Right. No. No. I I saw him on Jimmy Fallon, though, and he was talking about, like, watching Home Alone at Christmas time, like, as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> and it just was interesting. He just, like, talking about it. It's like, yeah, I watch it. Yeah, that, I mean, that's right up there is, I mean, that and Die Hard are some of the best Christmas movies right. ever. Oh, Die Hard. So, I don't know, we, we don't have much to say about Lion King, I guess, other yeah, than just, like, how it's, Die Hard's not a it's Christmas coming movie. out, it looks like it's still animated, wrong. even though we'll they're trying right. to tell us you it's a live-action movie. I'm just going to mute you guys. Hold on. <laughs> Talk about Die Hard. Listen, Christmas music at the beginning, set during Christmas... Hey, can you put on some Christmas music? This is Christmas music with Run DMC's Christmas music. That's probably one of the best Christmas songs of all time. It's Christmas time in yeah. Dallas, Queens. Yeah. You've got you've got Santa quoted, <laughs> families Santa quoted. reconciled, because we evil know defeated, love Santa prevails. <laughs> so we have but, to quote him. Exactly. But where's where's Jesus, Darren? I mean, I, I figure Bruce well, actually, Willis is name, basically like he's a, a Chris, he's a Christ type. Well, I mean, his name is mentioned throughout the, the movie. <laughs> he even has a trilogy, and then other movies that shall not be named. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, oh man, Lord have mercy. Oh, so, speaking. Oh, uh, this is gonna like this is a, this is potpourri part two. Yes, yeah, right. Episode, this, this is this is breaking news. This is uh, Darren. Your birthday's coming up later in the month. I got you an early birthday present. Oh snap! Go, go ahead and open that up. See, I Me. thought we were talking about our uh, our group trip. No, no, <laughs> group trip. Wait, where are we going? Disneyland. Aquaman, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Open that up. That's. Oh yeah. What do we got here? See, I will wear this. <laughs> so I will wear this. So all right. So, so this is a this is a green a green sweater <laughs> with bells and reindeer yeah. saying "Die Hard" is my favorite Christmas movie. That's so incredible. not only is this That's awesome, incredible. it's accurate. It's accurate. And I thought you could wear that December twenty fourth after Santa Claus puts all the presents under the tree. Dude, I'm gonna just wear this every day. Sure. I mean, there you go. Tomorrow's we got a we got a sweater party coming up at work. <laughs> I'm wearing awesome. this. 
Thanks, man. Good I job. appreciate that. Yeah, there you go. Good Dad. job. That's great. See, That's awesome. this is why I got into this gig. <laughs> for, for the swag. I got it for the swag. <laughs> got sweaters. We got hats. I got a hat. You bring right us there. beer. Every, and meanwhile, yeah. this is why Carter and I are really okay saying this is your podcast, yeah, Tom. That's true. <laughs> it, it, it truly is. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we so, are going to Aquaman. I'm excited for that, dude. That's going to be such a good time. Are we going opening night? We're going the night before. We're going the night, night before right. opening okay. night. That's, but that's yeah, opening yeah. night. So yeah. yeah. Um, Woo, Thursday. It's getting excited. really shockingly great. Not just like, oh, it's getting good reviews. Like, it's getting like awesome reviews. As in. Yeah. I'm, I'm blown I, away. I, like, I don't. Yeah. It's, this is uh, Wonder Woman <laughs> it's level a DC reviews. Movie, so I don't know how to. Yeah. There's people saying it's better than Wonder Woman. There's people saying it's... Misogynist. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's exactly... <laughs> Probably all men. Yeah. There's people saying it's the best movie since The Dark Knight. The D- DC movie since right. The Dark Knight. There's people saying it's the best DC superhero movie. See, like, I, don't I don't know. Think it's you just even, like... It's, that'd be like saying Indiana Jones is, is the best movie since, uh, you know, Orwell's 1984 or right. something like that. I don't know. But there's well, totally that's what different I mean. genres. I'm almost like, golly, is this... This is... I hope it's not getting overhyped because these people are losing their minds about it. It's apparently an awesome movie. You know movie. what? The, it's Russian bots. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Russian yeah. bots All tweeting about Aquaman. Are, yeah, in, uh, <laughs> Putin's in just English, sitting there going, <laughs> Putin's just sitting there going, it better have a better opening than Bumblebee. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gosh. oh my god! Did gosh. we need an origin story of Bumblebee? No, I, I don't care. Of course, I didn't need an. I didn't need a sequel to uh, to the original well, Transformers the either. Sequel was. Oh, I don't remember the sequel. No, the, se- but the third <laughs> Nobody one, wants to remember the sequel. The third one, I think, where they had like this old grandpa robot with a beard, and they're somewhere in the desert in some an old old mountain. Did you see that one, dude? I, I've seen no. all of them. Okay, so I saw it once, and I was <laughs> I like, "What the first is one this? They are past. reaching so far for a story here." No, that is the second one. Oh, is that the second one? Okay, I thought it was the yeah. third one, but I don't remember. No, so the second I mean, one, the second one came um, during the writers' strike. And so they were literally like writing the script while they're shooting the movie with a bunch of scabs. Yeah, basically. Jeez. Like it was. Yeah, like Shia LaBeouf probably no, had a lot of say in some of those lines. No, it would have been better. It would have been better. Even Stevens would have been. He wouldn't have done me like that. Beans, hey, I provided you with a grown-up beans photo. Did you get that in the in no. the thread? No, it was in our text thread. Yeah, I sent it and I said, hey, you were curious what beans looked like as an adult. So go into the info section and just scroll right. through our, our picks. We'll Which that might actually still take you quite a while. Right, that's true. Yeah, we do send a lot of. Speaking of uh, of awesome reviews, though, I'll give one ah, of my own. Right next to Andre right. the Giant, there he is. Fantastic Beast Two was pretty fantastic. Oh, all right. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Went and saw it. Uh, oh my like, gosh. <laughs> You Sorry, just saw that picture of Beans, I take it. Jeez. That's exactly what Beans should look like as an adult. Wow. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah. Uh, love Fantastic Beasts. If you're if you're into Harry Potter, there's a lot of cool things about it. There's a crazy twist at the end. Won't give anything away. A lot of controversy about this Ooh, twist. All right. And there's like three more movies to come to sort this thing out. Um, and... Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give I'll give my opinion. I ain't buying it, but that's not far as twist. That's okay. as far as I'm gonna go. <laughs> so, right. question for you, and this is more just um, your 
do you think that you will actually get all these movies? Because this thing is apparently tanked. It's like it hasn't made any money. Oh, really? It's getting terrible reviews. It's made... So, like, are they just going to shut it off, or are they going to so keep trying to... Harry Potter, like... So, one of the... They were, they were trying to compare one of the articles I read between how much Fantastic Beasts 2... Like, they compared it to the first one. That's fair. And it made less than that one. Um, but this is the second movie. They're setting... It's more of a setup movie than anything else. So... I can I would say that if you're a studio you should be kind of expecting that the you can't compare it to the original because the original is based off of a beloved book series this is a prequel to that you're you're right. not going okay. to get Fantastic Beasts 2 is a prequel to the first one well to the, the first entire se- yeah the Fantastic Beasts series comes right right the whole 50 thing does. years you know 40 50 years before harry potter and does. these are not even based on books either right right they're so written by rowling but they're the not groundswell of people who have loved exactly. these and met them multiple times these are just straight to movie yeah you yeah. have it's you remember like all the people who hated the last jedi and all that because mm-hmm. they were star wars diehards from a long time ago you're kind of getting the same thing with this one um so I don't think that they're expecting it to make Harry Potter level money. But the other part of it is Harry Potter always does extremely well, just like Transformers, except way better quality. Way better. um, In the international markets because they're huge all over the place. So they're going to make tons of money overseas. Yeah. They're going to make all of them. Like, if they don't, Rowling has enough money. She can probably bankroll whatever she wants. Will it match Venom's box office? Dude, oh my goodness. Uh, like all but four movies this entire year have matched Venom's wow. <laughs> overall haul. Bravo to Sony. I just want to say, like, congratulations. You did something right. Did you guys see that yet? No. Did I ever talk about it? Yeah. I think you gave, like, a quick uh, review okay. of it a, mm-hmm. a couple months ago. It's 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 worth seeing. Really fun. Yeah, it'll be a blast. Incredibly stupid movie. Yeah, exactly. That's what I heard ad coworkers talking about today, and that's exactly how they described <laughs> it too. That's yeah. just it's a fun movie. Like it's, he's not the uh, the villain that he was when he first showed up in the comic books. He's more just your anti-hero doing bad things, but you know he's funny. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to take. Oh yeah. That out. Uh, last thing, Jude Law is an amazing young Dumbledore. Is he cool? So good and. He dresses pretty fly. Nice. I want to dress like him. But I probably need to get into shape like him first. 1800s. 1900s, man. 1900s. 1920s. Yes, sorry. 1900s uh, European. Tweed. It's all what, about the what, tweed. Let's finish this up with some jazz talk. Dude, we, how Don't have we jazz. gone for like almost an hour and not talk? 58 minutes. All right. Breaking news. 10 minutes. Jazz Unless talk. I- edit some stuff out. Go. And there ain't nothing to edit out. This has been gold. Beginning to end. Dennis Lindsay. In DL We Trust. In DL We Trust. He made a trade. Traded our... Uh, um, <laughs> traded Alec Burks. I was trying to think. Really? Some, yeah, yeah, traded our... Some our, adjective. Our unfortunately disappointing, talented son, Alec Burks. Alec Burks. Yeah. Government name. For, oh, Burks. Right. for name. Uncle KK. Uncle Kyle Corver. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Corver. Yep. Most eligible man in Utah. We're getting a 37, 38-year-old sharpshooter. Shoots 46% behind the arc. Woo! All-time great that, sharpshooter. Yeah. That's good. 
historically going to go down as an all-time shooter. We gave for up sure. two second-round picks um, and a player for a 38-year-old tr- sharpshooter. Granted, that player is Alec Burks, who saved us in a playoff game and a couple times this season, but he's still probably a career role player. You know, I think what they really wanted to do is just give Rodney Hood a friend. Mm-hmm. George Hill wasn't enough. No. I, I love that Cleveland has basically become the shipping ground for all of the washed jazz players. It went from the Bulls <laughs> That's true. to Cleveland. So what Kyle Corver was on the Bulls. With Ronnie Brewer, I think, out. right? Ronnie Brewer and uh, uh, whatever his name, Boozer. Yeah. That's right, Boozer. Painted head Boozer. Yeah, painted painted head Boozer. that's right. I'm like, so, um, what do you, what do you think, D? You like it? So, I, Buy, at the beginning, sell? the first, my gut reaction to it was, uh, too high of a price. Yeah, me too. I didn't see what Corver would bring much more than Burks, because Burks is actually our second best three-point shooter anyway. But the more I thought about it, the more I like it. Like, I was reading some articles and about he's how... he's important off the bench, and he has been at some nights. Yeah, some nights. Some but nights. That, I think that's part of the thing, is with Burks, you could get a 15-point night, and then you could get a string of three, four-point nights where he's taking minutes from maybe guys like O'Neal and Grayson Allen who maybe could actually develop and be better. Like, the other night, Grayson Allen, like, right after Alex Burks got traded, Grayson Allen went off for 14. Yeah. Hit, like, three threes or something like that. So maybe doing this helps clear some of that room. Uh, Corver's going to definitely open things up. He's got one of the – an underrated thing about Corver and, and give credit to the ringer on an article they had on this is really good. His hair swoop. His hair swoop. Right. Um, but, uh, That's about, oh, was there something else? No, he, yeah. uh, he is in constant motion to get to his spots. Oh, good. Which will yeah. force, it'll kickstart the jazz offense into moving more. Right. And opening up those passing lanes and doing. So the defense isn't going to get set is what you're saying. Right. He's continually moving. And, and honestly, yeah. when Burks is out on the floor, even if he's a good three point shooter, he's not, he he doesn't have any gravity to him. No, nobody's like, oh, got to stick close to him. Like Corver's Corver, got gravity. Corver, Corver, they're going to be like, they're on him. That's going to open up a lane. It's the white Ray Allen. Oh yeah, because yeah. really, yeah. if you remember Ray Allen's game, it, they really are super similar. Yeah, except constantly Allen was more when athletic. They're not on the bull, right? But constantly moving, and then just an incredible catch and release shoot. Oh yeah, shot. You know, it's, yep. So so I think that'll I think it's going to be good uh, overall. And there are a lot of teams trying to get him. So the fact yeah. that we actually got him, I mean, one of the things we've talked about in private, like, is how frustrating it gets when we see these people who are available and we're not willing to give up what it takes to get them. And this is this going to change the the team this season? No. Maybe it gives it a spark that we need, you know, but maybe it's motion. And I think it's in a positive direction. Burks was probably not going to be on the team past this year. Right. He was probably taking minutes from guys who actually needed him. Yeah. Grayson and, and Royce. And Corver hits. And we have, I mean, yeah. a dozen needs right now. But Corver meets one of those. And possibly the most yeah. pressing. Yeah. Because, like you said, even though Alec Burks was our best three-point shooter he still was only shooting what 34 percent something like that yeah i think he was actually like a 37 38 okay but i know he has been coming back down like 15 minutes a night yeah he's coming back down earth um but that thing the thing about corver is 
Right now, the Jazz lead the league in open shots, open three point shots. Yeah, we're like and we're like twenty eighth in 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 missed. Yeah, right. In in lowest. yeah, right. That's yeah. what I'm. So, so the thing is, is even with one more dude who's shooting forty six percent, that's better than having Alec Burks out there shooting yep. thirty whatever percent. Even though the shot, so we keep doing what we're doing. It's opening up, and now we've got a Joe Ingles who it, it might spark. If if you know, I kind of have this thought of when you have one guy who comes in and is come and knocks a few down as opening things up. Just a stretch of five minutes of that, that can change the way the game flow goes. Absolutely. For Donovan, for Rudy, for Crowder, who started yeah. off shooting really, really well and has kind of come down a little bit. Yeah, he's been But I think it just can ghost. do so much in just opening up, like you said, the floor, not only for, for the shooting that we already get, but um, for the driving lanes, for Donovan. It's not – I mean, right now, teams, they're coming in and clogging, mm-hmm. just clogging the paint. That's all because they and know that's Rudy all they have can't to do. operate. Donovan can't operate because they're daring everybody to shoot. And, hitting and the, the only one who's hitting the shot is Alec Burks for for the most part, and, and Joe Ingles. Yeah, and even Joe Ingles has been a little streaky this year. Yeah, he hasn't been hitting at the clip he was a couple of years ago. And maybe just like what you're saying, you see a guy come in, you see a couple of shots go in, all of a sudden that boosts your confidence. You're not playing from behind anymore, so you're not rushing it. You're just you don't feel the pressure. So maybe that's that helps out. And I mean, we were saying this too. Like, if we're getting so many open shots, because um, you were talking about DL uh, in an interview he gave, where he, ta- he was just talking about how they they need to do they need to address something. You know, if you're getting open shots but you're not making them, that's a personnel issue. The process is fine. Quinn's system yeah, is great. The system's great. But we don't have the people that we need to make that system work. And we were just complaining about that. Next day he goes and gets Corver. And I mean, it, it's not. So, Team changing, but maybe it's enough. It's let me also throw interesting. This, let me throw this roster out to you real quick. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Donovan, uh, let's say Ingles, Corver, Jay, and Gobert. As a not Donovan, like a, not like an everyday of the week starting lineup, but just, just as as a lineup. Well, that lineup will be out on the floor together right. at some point. That's awesome. So Donovan, Ingles, Corver, uh, Jay. And Gobert. Because only one of those guys can't play D. That's Corver. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can hide him. You know, if you have two guys, that's going to screw your system. But Corver, but Corver that cannot. That lineup will just spread the perimeter like crazy. This is the thing about Corver. Like, he is not a lockdown defender. He's not even a passable defender. He's a negative yeah, he's defender. He's but, in his canter status. Yeah, defending. but he's, he's a, still a system guy. So even if he's not going to stop the guy in front of him. He'll still be where he needs to be. He's not going to screw your system up. Right. And as long as you have Gobert in the background, you can have one guy who lets a guy go by. Right. You know, if the other three are going to stop them. Well, and I saw somebody say, and this probably plays into exactly what you're saying, and it makes a little bit more sense now, but I saw somebody say, like, he's one of the all-time worst individual ISO defenders. Right. But he's a decent team defender yeah. meaning that i guess like kind of like you said meaning yeah. he's he knows the system he's season he, i mean he's been playing is this 16th season yeah he's been around so that's yeah, crazy so, he's lasted this long well think like if you well, you have an elite skill you're gonna if yeah. one of play your, as long as you want probably if one of your jobs on defense is to collapse when you're supposed to collapse 
So run out at, at open shooters when you're supposed to run out. To stick to the guy you're supposed to stick to. Whatever it is, funnel guys to where you want them. As, if, as long as you're doing that 90% of the time and you're you know hopefully hiding out on a guy that's not going to have the ball in his hand all the time, you're going to be your team's going to be okay. You're going to have still have a net positive with his offense on the floor. Um, you just have to make sure that he's not in one-on-one situation, and you you know switch that as fast as you can. But yeah, you know. So I was going to make the point, kind of going back a little bit to what we were talking about, just opening up more um, for the team itself and for everyone else. I thought last night was pretty interesting in the Brooklyn game in the second half because, uh, from what I understand, the first half seemed pretty ugly. Terrible. I was listening to it so and I was just Tur- like, terrible. But the, the, the second half, Garbage. from what I heard and and kind of gathered, uh, was that two things happened. Donovan Mitchell started being Donovan Mitchell. Fourteen of his twenty nine in the fourth quarter, and Rudy Gobert in particular. But also our team defense was really, really good. And so I'm just interested, kind of more just thinking out loud of like, is that because Donovan got going or is that because Rudy or the defense got going? But I say whatever the answer may be, that I think is a, is proof that if you have someone doing something, it's going to affect something else. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's important that you bring in someone like a Kyle Korver, which addresses such a pressing, pressing need right now to just – hopefully do exactly that get everything else moving exactly where it needs to be or or just even if it's one guy hey that opens up more uh for for ingles to be the other shooting threat well that might get him going now and that now is going to get people pulling out and getting rudy down in the center available and or you know what i'm saying so we we have a roll-up with plastic parts and we just took out one of those parts and yeah you know and I think financially yeah. because I think that was like like you said when I first saw it on paper I thought wow that was a lot but then when you break down the money it's really pretty low risk because we can use Corver this year and fill an immediate need but then we don't necessarily have to be on the hook for if, if we <coughs> waive him in the summer we only owe him three million instead of you know what I mean and if he does work out then that's cool, great. We have someone that's working out, and we only owe him seven million for an elite skill, yeah. bench player. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Seven million for for a bench player that has an elite skill is yeah. And then maybe you keep him around, and coach the shooters, right? You know? <laughs> and then keep he, him around, basically and, a glorified yeah. player. And then coach. he comes in and takes over Matt Harpering's spot, dude. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's man. where we're going with that. That's the plan. Oh, hopefully. I mean, because he's got to be, we're in Utah, so it's got to be a white guy that fills that yeah, spot. For oh, shizzle. Yeah. You know. Can't have Thurl up there. Yeah, I mean, Mm-mm. or a woman. <laughs> Can't. I mean. No. Well, Chris, <laughs> Kristen Kinney is, is I like I like her, her uh, sideline. I, I know of her, but I haven't heard anything that I she does. I think she does good. And okay. of course, always Doris Burke, right? She's, I do like Doris. Awesome. Doris Burke is Doris is good. Fantastic. I do but and I also like <laughs> <you're right. laughs> I like Michelle Tafoya on football too. But uh, so all the, I mean, we're woke. We're woke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we made the joke, but uh, we're we the had wokest. to show you. We're yeah. the <laughs> we we can name three women. That's right. <laughs> uh, oh glory, uh, Jamel Hill, uh, Jamel Hill, Barbara Bush. Uh, <laughs> I know a crap ton about women. 
<laughs> I know the crap out of women. I know the crap out of women. <laughs> so, yeah, I like it. I mean, Alec Burt's AB, man, he, he had some good good moments. Yeah, he did. You'll he be missed. Never, he had a lot of injuries, never quite. Was he here about seven years? Together. Something like that. He's drafted in 2012. So. Yeah. I think With, he was actually eight or nine at this point. Maybe. Yeah. But, he missed seasons. Oh, he did, yeah. yeah. I, He's, I, I loved Alec, but he was always the guy that just, he was never what we wanted him to be. Um, and I think even for him, I think there was, he got corbed. For a yep, few years, he did, mm-hmm. and that really that I think that screwed him up yep. and screwed up our team, and and basically made it so that by the time he could have been useful for our team, uh, we had moved past him because of Corbin. Well, and even yeah. when he got his shot, he got injured immediately. Yeah, he yeah, had that the was knee thing. He tore his ACL. Then he had the shoulder thing. Was out for another year. Like, but he's a fun player. I'm excited oh, yeah. for like him, him right now. Actually, like he's going to go to Cleveland, and him and Rodney Hood are going to have all the time in the world to play. The thing is, and so I'm excited for him. Like, hopefully, he goes and balls out, man. Yeah. I want to see him yeah. do well. Wait, he, I would, I think he would be so much better in a place like Brooklyn, though, a place that actually has like a system. Like they're on the up. Yeah. Well, and and even just an idea of how to play basketball, I think when even yeah, like I, decent I like players, Brooklyn's young core, yeah, so yeah, it's nice. When you have decent players go to a, a team like Cleveland, that basically is like we have an interim head coach and we don't really care what happens yeah, anymore to our true. players. Uh, nobody does well in that system. Well, that's yeah. why Corver wanted out. I don't. Kevin Love is probably sitting there going, "Oh, <laughs> he's like, man." But then my, he looks at his knee? check and he's like, oh, "I'm, I'm good." Like my man, my knee hurts. I thought it was, I thought it was your, el- yeah, my elbow. That's, that's right. Like what, whatever it is that hurts, it's, it's not better yeah. yet. I can't quite play yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I'm still the 30 mils guaranteed, right? <laughs> All right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Crazy, Kyle Corver. So anyway. You want to so take us out of this? So, uh, yeah, Corver. let's uh, bring back the pink jerseys. Um. <laughs> yeah. What were those for? Mrs. Corver, man. Pink what? jerseys were Mrs. Corver jerseys because he looked like Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> and he yes, was he the, the most, and he was a bachelor. But no, but why did we have the pink jerseys? Because, because Corver was a good looking white bachelor. Did, did who we play pink jerseys back in the day just for the women to wear them? Yeah. Okay. So Utah Jazz are woke too, uh, clearly. Yeah, we're woke. Yeah, no, and they said Mrs. Corver on the back. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I do remember seeing the girls wear those. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, <laughs> peanut butter oh, and jelly. He's a, he's a basketball player. He makes a lot of money and he's single and yeah. he goes to church even. Yeah. He's a nice guy. <laughs> he doesn't have those tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's bring him back, man. Let's bring back the yeah, pink jerseys. Bring him back. <laughs> And uh, and if if that's what you want, just hit us up at the Hero Ball Pod. Subscribe to us, like us, five star review us, whatever you want. Please follow us. <laughs> Stop begging. <laughs> <people. laughs> Please tell your friends. <laughs> oh, until until then, keep chucking. <laughs>